Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate with Howard Drew Karsh. For those that don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders, along with Arthur Bartram and Ron Petticord, of the largest independent real estate brokerage in Canada with over 5,400 agents. I've also been a member of the board of directors of the, Re the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, the board of directors of the Real Estate Council of Ontario, also known as RICO, which is the regulator for all real estate registrants in the province of Ontario. I sit on the board of the company I co-founded. If you're interested in finding out more about me, our first podcast is about my ups and downs and how I ended up arriving at where I am today. Um, this is not your typical podcast. The people that we'll be talking to and have talked to are salespeople, brokers, builders, developers, uh, people who market pre-construction, um, finance people, lawyers, media people, and people in and around real estate, and some who aren't, but just fascinating people. And why they're fascinating is that all of these people have learned to overcome setbacks, roadblocks, failures, rejection, and keep going in a trajectory to be successful. And that's a really unusual but a fascinating story. And, and that's why we find these people great interviews on our podcast. My own background is for 20 years, I was a real estate agent before starting the company I did. Then when I did, I'd manage different branches as we opened them. And then for two or three years, I think it was three years after that, I was broker of record and president. Uh, and one of the roles I had, and this is uh, the same for our guests today and, and anybody running a brokerage, is the interviewing and hiring of salespeople. And over the time that I was active in the company, I'd hired over a thousand people. Um, I learned that with new people, enthusiasm and a spark was always a real benefit to being successful. And sometimes I would look at them and think, would I hire this person? And that was kind of a, a decision in my own mind. And then there were transferring people who joined us from other branches, uh, excuse me, other brands. And that was always flattering because they came from brands that were in existence longer than us. And they joined us simply because they, they felt it was more value. So now I'm going to move on to our guest today, who I met many years ago. And as soon as I met Pauline, I was impressed. I mean, I didn't know her that well. She's got a, just a wonderful personality. Um, and I'm going to read a, a bit about her background. You'll see it's not just personality. She has an incredible uh, um, history in the real estate business. Uh, Pauline's been in the business 40 years. And when you see her, you realize she doesn't look it. Um, she's been president of the Canadian Real Estate Association. That was in 2015. Uh, in 2009, she was president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Uh, in 2017, she was on the board of directors of the National Association of Realtors in the United States. Uh, she is a director of the Ontario Realtors Care Foundation. She's on the advisory council of Royal LePage. Uh, and most importantly, she is the broker of record of Royal LePage Advantage with offices in Birth, which she told me was a pretty town, and Smith Falls, which some of our um, viewers may know for the company named Tweed. Tweed is the largest manufacturer of uh, marijuana in the world. Um, she also has her accredited buyer representative from the, from the Real Estate uh, Institute of Canada and her FRI. So is that enough for one day, Pauline? <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> welcome, good. welcome to our That's podcast. So, Thank you. So how are things outside the GTA? I mean, it sounds like everybody's, you know, vacating as fast as possible. Is, is that a pretty accurate assessment? 
that is an accurate assessment. It's interesting to watch the shift that COVID-19 has brought to rural Ontario. Mm -hmm. So lots of Toronto people and lots of people from, you know, urban settings are looking for a little more space Mm -hmm. because of COVID-19. And um, because the market is on fire everywhere, including rural Ontario. So they're getting, you know, a good dollar for the property they're selling and they're able to come out here and our market is certainly not the Toronto pricing. So get something they love. And sometimes it's on the water and sometimes it's just giving a little bit more land. And uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting to have watched what COVID-19 did to the real estate market. It's um, it, I don't think anybody thought mid-March last year what was going to happen later, but it certainly changed the face of real estate for 2020 and certainly into 2021. So are you finding that the the uh, the uh, people living in uh, both of those uh, markets that you service, are you finding they're thinking this is a great time to sell, but then they have to find something to buy? Like that's always the, the uh, you know, difficult equation. Is that is that something out there as well? That's absolutely accurate. So one of the things that as a responsible realtor, uh, we ask first is, do you know where you're going? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for our, some of our seniors, you know, this is the great time to sell the house and you know, downsize and move into a condo or move into an apartment. And for us, it's very important that we don't leave anybody homeless because homeless is not a good thing um, in this market. Because um, though people will say to me, oh, don't worry, I'm sure I'll find something. We're very realistic about the fact that for every, um, you know, the inventory has never been this low in Canada. You know, I uh, spoke... um, uh, to the Florida realtors yesterday, uh, virtually, of course, and because uh, I had Prius Global Committee this year. And one of the stats we gave was the fact that normally there are about 350,000 listings across Canada, and we're down considerably below 200,000. Mm. And so our, you know, when we look at months of inventory, um, even going into 2000, which was a booming market, we had, you know, three and a half to four months of inventory. And across Canada today, we barely have, you know, under two. So it's um, it's a difficult time if you're a buyer, unfortunately, um, but a great time if you're a seller. Yeah, you know, the, the term balanced market, I don't, I don't remember. I started in 1984 and I remember hearing the term balanced market, but I never remember being in one. I mean, it's, it's always one or the other. So... Well, uh, it, you know, and we don't we don't want our lives to be boring. And uh, certainly, you know, we came in in, in 84 as the interest rates were um, heading to, you know, we always still talk about the rates at, that they were in the early 80s. And yet we've never seen them since. So, um, you know, every market is different. Um, this one, you know, we 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 don't want a boring market. We sometimes some days today we do. But it, right now, it's, um, you know, it's an important time for realtors to be good counsels to their buyers and sellers because, um, you know, the buyers are feeling um, pretty, you know, beaten up if they've had a number of offers and not one. That's very difficult when you're a buyer. And, you know, it's about us managing expectations. I think it's really important that we do that. Um, and, you know, I think you know, realtors in this province do a great job. Um, They work very, very hard. And, you know, I've talked to realtors since January who have written many offers and not had any success because, um, you know, 
we hear those stories, which are much like the high interest rates, you know, 50 offers on a property, 70 offers on a property. And, um, you know, everybody wants their buyer to win, um, not simply because we, we, you know, we watch their hopes and their dreams be shattered when they don't. So it's, um, it's a very challenging market. But as I've always said, you know, there, the real estate market is, um, has its ups and downs. And, um, if you're in a long time, as you and I both have been, you know, that this too will end and a different market will come. Right. So we passed through many on our careers. And I think you're right. I think the, the, the benefit of history in the real estate field helps those like you, me, and others who've been around to see the ups and downs. But if you're new to the field, either as an agent or as a buyer, as a seller, it's really hard to, to, to make sense of it. And, uh, but like you said, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. But uh, you know, in, in some time down the road, when, when we look at this podcast, We'll go, oh, yeah, I remember when it was that way because it won't stay the same. So let me do this. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how we met, but I remember when we met, um, I thought, what a, what a lovely personality. Do you remember where we met or how? I was thinking that we had met um, when um, I was at a function in Toronto. Um, so, so I had, as you know, the absolute pleasure of and honor of serving our realtors of both the president of Aria and Korea. And with it came the great times I spent with either Toronto real estate board, which of course now is Toronto regional real estate board and some great directors and people who have given so much of their time to organize real estate. And uh, so, you know, and I know you did with the real estate council of Ontario, but I, I say some of my great, um, relationships over the years have been through my uh, volunteering at organized real estate. So, and I got to meet you. So. Okay. And I got to meet you. It's funny. One of the podcasts we recently did was with Ian Underwood, the uh, CEO of uh, Habitat for Humanity, GTA. Pauline, she said exactly the same thing. She said some of the best relationships were when she volunteered. Interesting. Well, and I, and I, I've said this throughout my career. I mean, I started as one of the youngest presidents our board ever had. Um, I was licensed in 77. I was a child, as you can guess. Oh, yes. And uh, by the mid 80s was president of my local board. So I have um, spent a long career in organized real estate. And I say to everyone, you get back so much more than you ever give. Mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's part of the, you know, the fact that you have relationships forever. Um, and some of the people you meet are just absolutely wonderful. So I always encourage people to, you know, volunteer on a committee, volunteer at their board. Um, there's, there's, it's such a rewarding time. I agree. It's, it's, it, you don't know about it till you, till you do it. And then it's, wow, this, this is, I'm getting back more than I put in because of these relationships. So now I want to go on to a little bit about, about yourself, okay? Because uh, as you know, that that's uh, one of the things that our, our audience finds interesting. Um, your family background, what was the influence of mother or father? Well, I always say, people say I'm very much like my dad. So my dad, though, uh, didn't marry until he was in his late 30s and didn't have children until his 40s. So went on to have six children until he was almost 50. So I always say that was, it must've been a challenge, 
But my dad was a great volunteer. He was the head of uh, maintenance and engineering for one of our local hospitals. Um, and, um, you know, I always say this, my parents had one of those absolutely incredible marriages and had six children. And so I'm very much like my dad in, in a lot of ways and probably, you know, watched him volunteer and hence I do as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I fell in love, you know, and I've been married for over 40 years to my husband. So, um, and when I did, I, you know, looked at what was I going to do and I really love being in a small town and did not ever think I wanted to leave a small town. So I actually started out as an assistant to a lawyer doing real estate deals. So you can imagine that was a very easy step from doing that to becoming a realtor. Sure. It's a, I mean, you get to, you get to really see the, uh, you know, it's not the showings and it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's the world of paper, right. And how important detail That's is and all of that. Yeah. And all the mortgage information. And right. and those of us who've been in, you know, uh, a long time, you know, we were in obviously before technology mm-hmm. and we remember carbon paper. And um, we also remember, you know, that we had enough quarters in our car to That's hit every right. payphone. Right. Um, and but we you know, it was a different time, but it still was a beautiful time because we still met people and we still showed houses. And so starting a real estate career that way. And, and it was the realtor, I bought a house when I was 20 years old. So my realtor was the person who said, you know, you should go into real estate. And so lovely lady. Um, and so that brought me into the industry. And uh, one thing and another, um, it, for those who have long memories, Royal Trust became uh, merged with A. LePage and became Royal LePage. But in 1993, I became the first franchise for Royal Page, so I hold that rather unique um, title that I am the first franchise in Canada. So, um, so in the nineties, um, I started my own company and uh, was was quite excited about it because it's still, you know, it was I started with one office and a few agents, and then I opened a second office. But I said, everybody, realtors are are, are especially it's a little different now because teams didn't exist, obviously when we all began our careers. Mm-hmm. And so team leaders are now much like brokers of record in some senses. They are building um, a group of people that have a common goal. And so real estate's always been interesting. I say there's, you know, there's always going to be something new to learn. And there's always something that, you know, we come out at from 2020 with new ideas. And we, you know, there's always a positive to every negative. You just have to be happy and and be optimistic about the future. You've got to be you've got to be uh, able to deal with change, right? Because that's the constant. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about the you know when you were in the business early on, and myself. And when I think of you know writing up offers in the car with carbon paper, going the going the going to uh, uh, offices to drop off keys, uh, staying up till. Uh, eleven fifty nine. Eleven fifty nine. That's when yes. the off, that's when the offers expire, and sitting there waiting for offers and getting home exhausted. Um, and how different. And now technology. It's. I mean, sometimes when I would interview new people to the business, and they're you know relative to my age, they're quite young. And I, and I'd say, you know, I I was in the business where one day I came into the office, and uh, there was this machine at the front of the office, and I asked the broker, I said, "What's that?" And he said, a fax machine. fax machine. So I was in the business before fax machines. That kind of sets everything, every tone. 
but I think technology is everything. It's it's changed in obviously the last few years. Um, the the young people coming into the business have grown up with technology. Um, our generation doesn't want to deal with technology, and you have, and when you're an agent, you have to find how how do you want to deal with your client. Those that want no technology, don't don't use it. Those that want it, use it. Would you say that's the way to to work with people? Oh, so absolutely right. And so and I and I try to you know, give that advice to my realtors, not everyone embraces technology. You know, it's hard to believe, but it's just over five and a half years ago that the Electronic Signatures Act, you know, we finally got to do electronic um, offer <laughs> signing in Ontario. It was July of 2015. And so that, you know, it seems like we've had it forever, but that's mm -hmm. really not a long time. But not everyone, and <laughs> surprisingly enough, in there are people who do not want to deal with technology. They're happy seeing you arrive, um, even though these days you're six feet away and wearing a mask, but they want to personally sign their documents and they want to see you in person. And so I've said to realtors, you know, as much as we, you know, I have 80 year olds who, who say, oh gosh, just send it to me electronically. But I have also 50 year olds who say, you know, I'd really like to do this in person. So I, I think, you know, the greatest thing about realtors is adaptation to whatever is happening around them. You know, I, the word pivot became so important last year. We seem to pivot every couple of weeks into something new. But part of it is pivoting to suit your client. So not everybody is going to want to do an e-signature. Not everybody is going to, you know, want the use of technology. And surprisingly enough, I still find people who do not use their cell phones. They say, you know, I have one, but it's for an emergency only and it's in my car. And so as a realtor, I think, you know, in this day and age, you have to, you know, embrace the fact that though you may love and I happen to love technology, not everybody will. And that's and that, okay. And I think it starts with really simple, know your client. Because don't try to change your client. Don't Just try to know your them. client. All right. Let, let, let me move on to something that, that I think really uh, is, is a great way to understand you, the, the, uh, the influence of these things. Serendipity, hard work, and persistence. How would you rate those in, in, your, in your career? Um, I think hard work, um, you know, it has always been to me part of, you know, uh, being a realtor. I think that I get up every morning and I'm a realtor. Um, so I come into my office. I, I'm actually one of those people who never managed to successfully work from a residence from my house. I, it's like my mindset has to go to the office. So I do come in every day. I'm here usually on the weekends as well, um, just because that's part of my personality. I don't expect everybody to be that way, but that's me. And, um, and I think persistence has to do with the fact that no matter what the world throws at us, and certainly in the last 12 months, it's, you know, thrown a lot, we're, we still are, you know, have a focus on the future. And we still know that, you know, if, if, if we're very um, hardworking and persistent at our careers, there's still success to be had. It's when you stop being, you know, focused that, 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 we can adapt to everything as long as we're positive about it. And that's kind of serendipity. Um, you know, God gave me the best career in the world. I have a career that I get up every day. I love what I do. Some days are more challenging than others. I will admit that. Uh, 
But I love what I do. And there's that famous quote, if you love what you do, you never do a day's work. And I've always said, for realtors who love this industry, that is so true. And what other industry could you start in when you're 20 years old and continue to whenever, you know, you finally can't have a driver's license, I suppose, but, uh, or maybe you just hire a driver. But I think that um, it's such a great career. I can't ever, you know, I'm so positive about what we all do. And uh, we supply one of the three necessities of life, you know, food, clothing, shelter. And every day we get to do it. So that's kind of, you know, my main and I, you know, we we met, and I've seen you a little bit in in over the years. But this is really, I think, what what interested me about you is this positive attitude that that is not positive because that's what you're supposed to be. It's because that's no. who you are. And I and I and I'm enjoying this a lot because it's uh, it's refreshing in what what's going on. Let me ask. Did the, Howard, yeah. did I tell you what my three initials are? It's P M A. Oh, really? So I would say positive mental attitude. Fits so, perfectly. I'm, I'm lucky. That's my three initials. That's great. And it is you. What about this? Because this is a part of being in business and being entrepreneurial. Um, how how do you deal with risk? How how are you comfortable with risk? Or um, tell me about how that's affected your career. It's interesting because certainly, you know, I, I always go back to the fact that when you're president of a national association, you do all kinds of risk management. And that and that's part of what I do in my own life as well. And I think that, you know, it's, it's the, the risk has a lot to do with whether it's business, whether it's financial, whether it's personal risk, it, meaning, you know, are you careful not to put yourself in a situation as a woman and as a realtor for um, most of my life, risk has to be there. I w- I'm always very careful to talk to my realtors and say, be careful of where you're going and who you're going with and, you know, and know your clients again, back to that. But um, I think probably, you know, the fact that each of us one day woke up and said, let's have our own company means that we're, we're quite capable of taking a risk uh, because that's, that's what entrepreneurs do. They take the risk and, you know, um, and during COVID, I think it was a risk to get up some days and, go to work because it would have been easy. I, I laugh at, uh, you know, people saying, you know, what are you watching on Netflix? And I never had any time to watch what was going on on Netflix. Instead, I was trying to figure out what was the newest, how was I going to find Lysol wipes and masks and um, gloves? And how was I going to make sure that the documents that my realtors had were the most up to date? And, you know, um, I think that, you know, we took we take a risk just being in an industry that, uh, you know, depends on others as opposed to, you know, some days, no matter what we do, you know, and certainly in these multiple offers, we can't be the winner every time. So it's a risk sometimes just a life. But you know what? It's a risk we're taking. And I think you're right. If you're entrepreneurial, which you're a great example of, number one, you're a positive thinker. You got to be positive. You got to think it's going to work out. You've got to understand that risk is a part of taking, you know, taking um, the chance on something that's unproven. But the upside is the reward is so great when when it works out that you 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 can't get that reward any other way. I mean. You know, everybody that that, uh, you know, I've I've talked to podcasts, I listen to um, it's all about people who feel it's going to work out. 
they take the risk because there's no doubt. I mean, in, in, in my case, we started out with a company, nobody thought we'd survive. Never dawned on me we'd never survive. You started out at 20. They probably they probably thought you were delivering newspapers when you when you came to their house. So, so. Well, well, I'm fortunate to have. I always say this: you're always fortunate to be a young realtor if you own a house. So fortunately, I bought my first house when I was 20. So I've always said the great thing about being a realtor with a house is you could at least relate to it. And I and and I I tell this story and I tell it to new realtors. I can remember when I put that offer in on that house. And I can remember within, and back then, of course, we didn't have multiple offers. We just, and, and the offer had to be driven, you know, to the person who was going to um, look at it. And I remember within an hour, I was, you know, so anxious to hear, did I get it? Did I get it? And, you know, um, you probably remember in the se- se- late seventies, we didn't have building inspections. We had financing that was 30 days, but anyway, and I remember being so anxious and I say to realtors, that feeling that I had waiting to hear about my first home is the feeling that most buyers, you know, all of our buyers have. And so it's important to never forget that for them, it's the most important day of their lives. Many of them, mm-hmm. no, you know, no. they're buying the first home. No, it's it's uh, yeah, empathy is is uh, I don't know what could be more important than empathy with your clients. I mean, that's that's uh, that's another key to success. What about this key to success? Loyalty. Um, how has that played a role in your career? Um, it's an interesting word because, you know, people talk today about, you know, is there loyalty to realtors? And I have clients who after, you know, I showed them a house 30 years ago and they still looked me up 30 years later. Um, loyalty is a great thing. and Loyalty, you know, I think is one of the most important things in our lives. You know, the people who support us, the people, no matter, you know, what, we're up to will always say you know great things about us and um you know certainly from my agents i have great loyalty uh from my administrative staff who i couldn't survive without um obviously my family of course they, uh, i say they have to be loyal to me or they don't get christmas gifts but that's not true i'd give it to them anyway um but uh loyalty is so important and and i and i always say though you have to look at Loyalty is a two-way street. So just as you expect people to lo- be loyal to you, you have to be very loyal to them. And par- part of you know our building of a network is about how loyal we are to all of our, our industry and the people we do business with. And so it's about being positive, it's not you know taking anybody down in our industry, but building everyone up. And uh, I think that's part of what we should do every day. And that's, you know, in every industry, it's a rough time for people. You know, there are lots of people who aren't happy and, you know, mental health is very um, important right now. And I think, you know, more than ever, it's about being positive, being loyal to your values that you have, as well as, you know, supporting everybody around us. It's uh, absolutely correct. It's uh I've always found that loyalty was was one of the things that was big, one of the big rewards, like, you know, as mm-hmm. as as a, a person in the service industry, there are lots of choices, right, for picking a realtor. Uh, and when they come back to you, uh, it's just like it's the nicest reward. Right. And and I know you probably know this, too. When I was selling and I, I stopped once we started the company. But when I was the the, the greatest friendships I had were from clients. 
because you're, you're so emotionally connected to their life uh, on such a big deal. And obviously that's the way your clients react to you and you to them. So again, it's something you don't know unless you've, you've experienced it. Um, along those lines, what about this question? Um, with new agents, what advice, I mean, the, the world's upside down right now, but what advice would you give to new agents coming into the business now? One of the things I, I say to all new agents is, first of all, you have to be um, sincere and be yourself. So, you know, whatever marketing you're going to do, make sure it relates to who you are. You know, don't uh, don't be something you're not because uh, you can't be that forever. Um, but the other thing is, is about sitting down and having a plan. You know, it's it's very difficult to come into the industry right now when our networking is very different. So it's, you know, very difficult to have relationships um, and not, you know, build new ones. And we can't be, you know, out socially the way we were, you know, in 2019. So it's important to have a plan. You know, we all, we all start with friends and family, um, though we all know that friends and family also have realtors already. But it's important to figure out, you know, where your sphere of influence is and um, and start. And, it, it, you know, and I've even said to our experienced agents during COVID, pick up the phone. There are so many people so lonely right now because nobody's, you know, they're stuck in their homes. Just don't call them about real estate. Just call them because, you know, you just want to check in on them. And uh, and that's important about relationships isn't just about are you buying or selling from me? It's about maintaining their relationships. That's great advice. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's common sense <laughs> and it's good advice. Um, although you've had a remarkably successful career, do you have any regrets? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, 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 you know, what's that thing about, you know, when you die, you'll never, you know, think about you should have worked harder. Um, you know, I don't, you know, surprisingly enough, you know, I, I did the unusual things or usual for a woman, by the way, I was very involved in organized real estate and president when I was very young. And then I uh, left. Um, not so much. I still sat on committees, but I didn't return to run for ARIA until my uh, children were older. So I had sort of that in between time where I became the president of the skating club and the president of the theater and did all the local volunteer stuff. Um, so no, I, I, you know, it, it sounds awful to say, no, I have no regrets. Um, I loved what I've done. I loved, you know, the fact that I've been given the opportunity that many people um, have not had to, you know, lead both our provincial and our national association. That's been a great honor sitting on the foundation right now where we gave $1.6 million away last year to shelter and shelter-related charities on behalf of the realtors in Ontario. I mean, those are, have been amazing things that I've had the opportunity. So, you know, maybe I regret that I didn't learn how to water ski better or downhill ski better because I didn't have that much time. But, um, no, I could still water ski and downhill ski. I just don't do it great. <laughs> First off, I'll always remember you're the person that had no regrets because it, it's an unusual, but boy, a commendable way to have a life. So good for you. Last question, because yeah. I know you're busy running a very busy office, two busy offices. Mm -hmm. If you could tell your 20-year-old self something, what would you say? If I could tell my 20-year-old self something, it would be 
it's the same thing I say today. Every real estate market will come and go. So don't get so down or worry about um, the next week. There will always be a real estate market. There'll always be buyers and sellers, no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens in the world. The market will just be different. So don't stress as much about what's going to happen next because it'll be fine. No, that's great advice. Pauline, I really appreciate the time. I know what it's like being the broker of record. <laughs> I know what, even in the slow market, how many calls have been piling up while we talk. So so thank you for the time. Um, you know, stay safe. I'd love to have you on again as a guest. So um, I'm going to give you that invitation ahead of time. Um, and uh, good thank luck. Thank you, Howard. I'd be pleased to. We'll talk about me trekking across the Sahara Desert the next time. Perfect. I wanted to leave that as a second go because <laughs> that's that's its own podcast. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Pauline. All the best. Take care. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'd like to thank Pauline Onger of Rolla Page Advantage, and we'd like to thank you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe, and tell your friends about us. You can find us on all the major podcast networks and on our own YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach us, you can reach us by email at info at rewithhd.com, or you can reach us directly on our website, rewithhd.com. Thank you and stay safe.